Squaring Around is proud to be a partner of Elite Sports. That's the place where you can go to get custom branding from Texas State players getting supported in the NIL endeavors that they're doing. You go to their website, use code SQUARE at checkout. You can help out the show. When you support Elite Sports, you support Texas State athletes themselves. You're putting money directly in the hands of Bobcats. Shop Elite Sports, use code SQUARE at checkout. Tired of winning the tailgate but losing the games? We can't help that. But we can tell you what the hell is up with each team and what's going on across sunny San Marcos. Texas State fans, get on your feet. You're listening to Squaring Around with Jacob Rodriguez and Andrew Zimmel. Zimmel, thank you so much for sending me on a a week-long getaway with uh, my thoughts on this island. I know, dude. You've been doing too much work. So I said, let's go bring in uh, an easy interview. We brought in former Texas State quarterback, Brady McBride. And, uh, you know, I thought it was a great podcast. I thought we had a really good time with Brady. And uh, if you chirped Brady at any point, please tweet at us, at Squaring Pod, uh, with your best Brady chirps when he was uh, the quarterback at Texas State. Yeah. This this podcast was already very staunchly, like, defend Brady McBride at all costs. You know, he was not the problem. Um, you know, and now it's even more so we're doubling down. You, I think if you are a fan of the Bobcats and you have had any issue with maturity or anything else like that, I think Brady comes off very mature in this podcast. Mm. Um, and I think that you will find, uh, that he is a very fun individual. It's uh, interesting because you and I both started as student journalists now, and we, we interviewed a couple of these guys when we were in school. Now we've gotten a chance to interview, you know, Brian London, Taylor Deer, Brady McBride now out of school. It's a different, you know, they get to see us in our professional setting. We get to see them in kind of their next phase, you know, after college football, after college, whatever, after, you know, mm-hmm. so it's just kind of like a come full circle moment. And at the end of the day, we're all Bobcats. So it's kind of nice to always do episodes like this where we're like, hey. What's next? You know, and what are you looking forward to and what are you up to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the funny thing is, is that they keep getting older and we stay the same age. They keep getting older, we stay the same age. Roll to pod. Jacob gets the week off. Welcome to Swear Talks. It's Andrew Zimmel of Tech State Sports Prez. It's our producer, Jacob Rodriguez. And I've been really excited to get this guy on the podcast. I've been itching for it. It's the former Tech State quarterback and future pro-am golfer, Brady McBride. <laughs> Brady, what is up, my brother? How is it going? It's been too long. I know. It's been a while since our first class together. I think that might have been my first class at Texas State. Definitely my first semester. And I was probably trying to get some answers from you on the homework or something. (laughs) And that's how we probably stayed in touch. But, yeah, I'm back here. Moved back in with my parents, trying to figure out what I'm trying to do with my next step. And so I took to golf in the day you telling me pop culture studies didn't help you in the real world, Brady? No. No one's really asked for my degree yet, so uh, keep that one hidden then. What'd you end up graduating with, Brady? General studies. Oh, okay. Which is like... Is that App State? or? No, I graduated at Texas State. I had to graduate um, to go to App State and be eligible. And so I had like one summer class. Uh, I, I think I failed... A class I was taking 18 hours and oh I failed one of them 
And then I had to take it in the summer. So I was just in Boone, North Carolina, taking an online class and I wasn't even playing yet. So that's that was probably this time last year. Well, tell us what the difference between Boone and San Marcos is because we fight with those barefoot hillbillies all the time about what had, who has a better uh, a better campus. And I have yeah. always said San Marcos, but they're out there saying it's Boone. You've done both yeah. now. What do you think? Uh, I mean, both definitely have their advantages. Um, depends kind of like what you're looking for. Obviously, I'm a Texas boy, so I'll probably – and I graduated from Texas State, so I'll probably lean more San Marcos for sure. But – um, San Marcos, you know what you're going to get. You got the river, you got the square, you got a uh, major town, like a big college town. And then, uh, Boone's more like laid back. Um, a lot of nature, you're in the mountains. So a lot of good fishing. Uh, I, I would say it's more like granola compared to Texas state culture is com- completely different. I would say, but yeah, both really? have their advantages. So when you talk about culture, do you mean on the field or off the field, just like the vibes around campus? What what's the oh, culture yeah. difference? I'm just talking about more um more of the campus. Not nothing football related, just more campus related. Gotcha. Kind of the people um in both areas. Well, so you guys are talking about culture. I mean, that's that's using that pop culture class, I think. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that class was incredible. I remember the first day Brady sat in front of me and I bumped the person next to me. I was like, that's a fucking quarterback. Like, what are we, what are we doing here? You're like some fanboy. That's so no, funny. I, I felt like I, I say this to all the Texas State athletes. Jacob, you can back me up on this. Mm-hmm. Texas State does not have a culture of like celebrity worship when it comes to the athletes yeah. at all. <laughs> like other campuses. I remember like, hearing stories about Sam Ellinger at UT and it was like, holy shit, that's <laughs> Sam Ellinger. But I think that Brady, and correct me if I'm wrong here, you can walk around campus, nobody gives a shit. Nobody, nobody cares. Nobody knows who you no, are. And yeah. Maybe the opposite of celebrity. Um, if they do recognize you, it's probably not a good thing. So, yeah. I mean, do you have any good stories about running into people, like people just shoulder checking you, being like, good job, quarterback. No. Getting bullied in Alcac? I wouldn't say that. Usually probably... Yeah, I would say I didn't really have any instances like that or none that I can remember. Maybe something sly or behind my back, but nothing really up front out, especially on campus. No one on campus is going to the games anyway. So. Ooh. All right, well, tell me about that. What is that like as a, as a quarterback, as a player, and you look up in the stands and it's week four and you're like, where the hell is everybody? <laughs> uh, it's definitely kind of weird. You grow to expect it. Um I think it's different. Like a lot of these kids are coming from these big uh, high schools and it, it's, it's a big production in high school in Texas. So you got basically everything you can, you can dream of with the pregame music, the video production, you got media on the sideline and the stands are full. So I think that probably made it the hardest. It all kind of depends on like where you come, um, come from, like high school wise. And so that's probably the hardest thing to adjust to. And, Going off like your week four example, I don't, I don't really know. It was just random. Like it wasn't like any rhyme or reason. Like sometimes there would be people there, and sometimes there'd be nobody there. But yeah, you kind of just try to learn to um, block that out and try and just focus on what you do. But definitely, the more fans there, the more um, excited you get, and kind of get pumped up more. So, well, I think we made the joke, Jacob, during pandemic that everybody else was trying to adjust to not having fans in the stadium. I was like, Texas State, we've been practicing for this, baby. That's our advantage. Like. 
we actually we that season players. i remember watching on tv i was like we're doing not bad like we got a lot of games televised we were trending yeah. upward i think as a program and yeah. that was like me and zimmel's first year post-grad right mm-hmm. yeah so that was like what 2021 so it was the last year that you were there brady right uh or 2020 2020 is the COVID year so yeah uh, but yeah 2021 was the last year i was there there you go yeah so what was that like that that pandemic season for you guys? Because that was, I think, like pretty much that was the fulcrum point of like the Spavadol era. That like if yeah. that season went well, I think a lot of stuff changes. And it looked, I mean, UTSA game was really close. SMU mm-hmm. game went down to the wire. Like there was a bunch. And I got got to shout you out, my guy. I've been saying since day one that Brady was my dude, and you showed up in those games. Couple of them, not the UTSA one. Because I actually had COVID or something that game. Um, didn't have COVID. I don't know why, but I popped up as positive on it. So, yeah, I would say the 2020 year was quite, um, I would say, weird just because, like, that was my first year kind of, like, uh, knowing I was going to be the starter. And so I kind of was trying to assume that position. And it was just different. I mean, everything was so different from changing in the tunnel and, not being able to use locker rooms and wiping down everything after every set on a lift. So that, that was weird, but um, I would say probably those are the biggest uh, things I can remember from that 2020 season was just how weird it was and how I was trying to find my role within such a weird time to play. Got you. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I understand that's weird. The weight room was already tiny, so I can't imagine like you got a lot of lifts in when you got to wipe and <laughs> everything down. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was definitely trying to get it in, uh, the weight room. Yeah. I think they're getting a bigger one, aren't they? That's the plan, you know, yeah. not from the Andrew Zimlin endowment, but you know, other more successful alumni are throwing their money in, in that direction. Yeah. I won't, I'm, I wish I could help there, but <laughs> see journalism and general studies, it just doesn't pay. We are part yeah. of the, I don't know, Jacob, do you want to set it up here that I got in trouble? For what I call Texas State alums, <laughs> he called everybody that graduated from Tech. Well, he said that Texas State's biggest export was teachers and losers, and so that yeah. like immediately rubbed people the wrong way. He had to make a big apology. Um, the next episode that we did got like 400 views, so you know I think his apology was well received. So shout out Zimmel, but yeah, <laughs> shout out Zimmel. But we need more guys that are giving money back. So yeah, I know. Well, no. the we, we athletics director, that. too, Don Coriel, said that he wants former athletes of Texas State to come up, step up, too. So, you know, give their scholarship back in a ways. If you're in the league, yeah. But if you're a normal guy just trying to make it. Yeah, the Paul world. Goldschmidt's of the world, I think, should definitely step up. Yeah. And there's not as many. So there's not many helping hands. So usually one dude's got to carry the load on that. This See, Brady gets it, man. I've been telling people he gets it. So... <sighs> Jacob famously was Vint Marcus. I was the Brady McBride camp. What was that like having kind of, it was like a platoon, almost quarterback situation that we had for a couple yeah. of years. What was that like? Um, I mean, that's all I really knew at that point um, in the college level, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that back for nothing. Like Vint's still one of my best friends was my best, one of my best friends during the time. And we, we just knew how to keep it, um, I guess, professional in a way. I mean, Sounds kind of dumb, but we we knew when to mess around or we knew when to uh, lock it in, but we never took anything personal because both of us wanted to play, obviously. like You don't really get to that level if you don't want to play. 
And uh, so, yeah, I, I would say we just had a great balance of uh, knowing that, knowing that and really just sticking by each other when, when things were going bad because we were the really the only ones that knew how the stuff went. Like all the blame gets on you and you get to Twitter and then people chirping your families. And so we really understood that we were the only ones in that position. So we kind of bonded over that. Well, tell us about that because I think the Tech State fan base, it's not a large fan base by any means, but it's a very tight-knit one. And resourceful. Uh, Brady, what was it like getting chirped on Twitter? Uh, Sometimes we're better than others. Um, I mean, you just kind of grow numb to it. You try to make it um, – try not to make it where you just get hardened by it. But, I mean, I, that's what comes with the position. And um, I was hoping it would go the other way and I would actually get, like, some love on it, which there was maybe a couple slivers here and there, but – for the most part, it was just like whatever. You you just grew grew numb to it, and you're just like whatever. So Jacob, he's talking about you, buddy. I did not no. chirp at Brady online. As a matter of fact, I think there's a few tweets I have. I'll look it up later and put them somewhere along here. Um, I never took my light off of it. I always wanted him to to you know because he was the true freshman that got the start. So I was like, what a yeah. storybook moment for this place who had never really, I guess, like either recruited or really even felt like invested i guess in like yeah. that position as a whole out of high school you know you know what was it Mark macarthur san antonio macarthur yeah san antonio macarthur yeah come out and just like ball up i mean he took a bunch of shots like his freshman yeah year, that like, dude oh is God, tough. he's they're blowing this kid up all over the place and that's i think what, what the hardest thing for him just how tough he had to be and then like i mean really all of you guys you had jalen gibson for a while too in that same room yep. like all of you guys are getting blown up like week to week they're just like the resiliency in that i was like oh my gosh i feel bad for all of these guys too oh <laughs> uh, yeah well tell tell us about it you, i mean like we want it we want to hear stories from behind the center um about getting blown up i wouldn't I or really any or, or not okay i have one actually probably my first game i had no clue i had no clue how the college um game went and how fast it was and how how big these dudes were. We were playing SMU and um, it was probably second quarter. I was very, very antsy that game. Just not comfortable, just running around trying to make plays because that's what I would resort to when I felt uncomfortable. And I think this was the first touchdown drive. I make like a little subtle move, probably get like a three yard game. Nothing crazy. But I got absolutely smacked by this linebacker from Auburn. Um, He had, he had the same last name as me, so something McBride. And I wasn't wearing mouthpiece. I was, like, having, like, um, like the littlest pads you could have, and I just blacked out completely, and I stumbled. I just had no clue what was going on. And I was, like, scared at the moment. I was like, do I uh, like, do I continue playing, or do I, will I never get this opportunity again? And so that whole rest of the drive, I don't remember anything Um don't remember anything and I, I believe Brock ended up scoring that drive and uh even going into halftime I was like do I tell him like I'm feeling pretty weird <laughs> and uh I ended up not telling him and then the rest of the time I was fully padded had the Kevlar on my ribs custom mouthpiece and I learned pretty quick it's a little it's a little different on that level what was the relationship with Spavadol like because he's always been really good to Jake but I I, I have nothing but nice things to say about him as a person. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people now look at it, especially the way that the last couple months have gone with recruiting of the high schoolers and GJ's relationship and stuff like that. Like 
when you come in as a transfer, what was that relationship with Stavito like? Yeah, it was always a good relationship, I would say. Um, obviously, he had a different method in the way he was getting his players, and um, it, it was you. It could have worked out. It couldn't have. It ended up not working out the best, but um, you really can't knock it until you try it. And so he tried that way out. I was I was blessed enough where he believed in me and, and brought me in. So I was always grateful for that. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I would say we would have a pretty good relationship from the whole way through. So Can you explain to fans, like, why that makes sense? Like, why you go after JUCO guys and, and transfers and go into the transfer portal versus, like, trying to get high schoolers to come to Texas State? Like, because you probably yeah. want a little bit of both. They uh-huh. lean very heavily on one versus the other. But there is, like, a way that that works. Yeah. I would say especially now there's, like, um, a perfect combination or whatever you – want to call it of having guys you can develop and then having guys that can make an immediate impact and kind of more mature and knows what it takes to, to be good at a certain level. And uh, I think that's what he was looking for was looking for immediate impact guys and guys that can make a difference right away. And then uh, I would say these high school guys, uh, um, it just takes a little bit, a little bit more for, for most, at least for me, all I can speak is my experience it took me a little bit more uh, time just to get adjusted to everything that's so different about high school to college. And you're literally spending all your energy and effort into, into playing a game, uh, whether in, in high school, you're just kind of, you just were naturally good for the most part and you're lucky enough. So you didn't really have to do the little things like watch as much film or treat your body right. Cause you were just dominating at that level. So I would really say, his method was um, more of trying to get immediate impact guys, and uh, I mean, there's there's plus pluses and negatives to everything. So, well, and when Jake what came in, too, he was coming off of uh, you know that Will Greer year too. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't think that was the year that Will Greer. He wasn't a Heisman finalist, but he was like a Heisman yeah. favorite at one point in that crazy West Virginia year. And so yeah, that's like, yeah, the... I remember when you signed, I was like, oh my god, this is like our version of Will Greer coming to Texas State. And if you look. <laughs> At like your team photos, you're like, well, this is obviously the sickest guy on the team. Look at him; he's a stud. <laughs> yeah, I think he. Had, that was the year they had the Oklahoma game. Um, that was a really good game, and then they ended up beating Texas on that. I think it was overtime, or mm-hmm. I don't know. It was both both pretty cool, cool games. I remember watching. So was that when you like were on, or he was on your radar as like a coach? Like, because does how does that work as a player? Do you look at other college coaches and be like, okay, I like what that guy's doing? Yeah, I mean, you kind of just check them out and see what they've done and who they who they've coached. And I mean, when you do your research on Spav, like there's there's not many that have like the the kind of quarterbacks that he's coached with Kyler Murray, Johnny Manziel, two of my absolute uh, idols growing up. And so, I mean, I wanted to be uh, his next guy, and unfortunately, it didn't work out as well as we thought it would. But I appreciate him letting me try. We don't play fingers over here. But if we were to point a finger, what we pointed at for that not for that not being getting where you wanted to go with it, um, kind of being removed from the situation now, I'd really just point it on me. Uh, I mean, that's all you can really do. You can't point it on other people. You're just living your whole life with anger, and so you just got to take like a look at yourself. And there's there's things I should have done and, and could have done better. Um, whether it was watching more film or or just preparing better and then not letting things get to me and get in my head. And so 
yeah, I would when you point the finger, I'd definitely point it at me. It's very mature of you to do. I mean, that's all you really can do. Well, I, I there's other there's a lot of other things you can do because uh, I've thought about them before. Uh, you can blame you totally 100 percent can blame other people. You didn't. You you could have, but you didn't, and we're proud of you for not. Well, a thousand percent, uh, Brady. Week to week, Zimmel gets on here and goes, you know, it was everybody's fault except Brady. <laughs> so no, I definitely Zimmel's good enough. I like it's look. Cool. I'm not saying that you're throwing away my entire propaganda machine here, Brady, but <laughs> we. I've done a pretty good job of trying to encase you in like, a, look, it wasn't this guy's fault. So when you went to Ab State, you mm-hmm. had a chance to compete for the starting job. What was that like? Uh, I mean, the first year, no, I, I didn't. They had Chase coming back. Um, yeah. And they they were communicated that very, very well with me. So I knew what I was getting into. Um, but yeah, learning from Chase and, and watching him kind of taking a step back after all like the, the stress and the, the stuff you deal with of being the starting quarterback and getting a year to just kind of breathe, exhale and, and, and watch, watch the games go. So that was pretty cool to do. It was pretty weird watching um, us lose to Texas state and at, at San Marcos. That was, that was probably one of the most sad times I've had playing football. I was like, that felt so weird. You didn't feel and good I, at all about Texas State getting the win? No? No, I felt I was really happy for the guys. Um, I mean, obviously, I was invested in App State at that point. But it was just um, the dynamic was weird because a lot of the guys at App State didn't care, had, like, no clue that I even really was a player. They just saw me as a backup quarterback for their new team. Not, not even like that. Just, like, in my head, that's what I was thinking. And so I had a bunch, a bunch of fans just chirping me from the no the oh, student section. That Brady, if you'd have done this, we would have been better. If you'd have done this, one of the funniest ones I remember was <laughs> this guy. Uh, he was like, "There it is, Brady. There it is. That same stupid look you do when y'all are losing." <laughs> and I remember giving a little chuckle to that. And then I had some teammates come up to me like, "Bro, are you all right?" And I was like, "Yeah, I was all right." But then. When I say I got sad, I just saw like all my buddies. Uh, they had came down from that game, like Vit and Seth Cayouette, and we all met up after, and we had just took a a pretty bad loss. And I was on the bus and just leaving Texas State, where part of my heart is, and all my best friends and my family. Um, and so it was just a weird night. I would say that mixed emotions. I get. It. Yeah. What was that high five line back with the teams, you know? Like, what was oh, that it was like? awesome. That was probably my favorite part of the game was watching everyone, um, just seeing everybody. And I got to take some pictures with some people. They, uh, I think I remember y'all probably get a kick out of this. We were down pretty bad, and Chase comes up to me, Chase Bryce. He's like, hey, do you want to go in? <laughs> I was like, God, no. I was like, do not put me in this game right now. And so, yeah, I guess he uh, he ended up playing the rest, and I was like, "Thanks, bro." What a Friday Night Lights storyline! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what would have. I tell you what would have really killed some fans is if you came back and won that game. Could yeah. you imagine? Could you imagine the conversation we'd be having right now? If yeah. that happened? I don't think there was enough time to even to even have. That. I think it was like the last two drives. Ah. He was just trying to do do me a favor and be like, "You want to play back in your home um, home field?" And I was like, "No, nah, I'm honestly good. Like, you got it, Chase." That's when like the 
you know, the sun god would like tap into you. You'd get like the <laughs> like the San Marcos Avenger effect with Big Nietzsche and like the river and you know, the Bobcat itself yeah. would come alive and you you just lead your team to the glory. Oh, I would be <laughs> devastated in the press box. That is a cool story. <laughs> That would have been a cool story. Well, for all my like pontification, basically, too, like a Vit Marcos. I was the mayor of Vit Marcos my senior year, especially. (laughs) I was like, this is the year. He's gotten some time to learn with Brady alongside him. They're best friends. They're on the wakeboard team. What could go wrong? (laughs) And, um, you know, like when you transferred, I remember being so devastated. Like, so what was, I guess, like uh, your experience just in Boone in general, like, was it okay for you or like ultimately was it, was it like what you were looking for, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, it's always tough being like going from a like starter or potential starter to kind of just like taking a backseat. Um, and so I would say there's a lot of like weird things that you really don't even think of like, but how much it changes. Like I would say like, this is pretty like, I don't even know. Pretty dramatic, I would say. But I remember getting on our first plane, like, to app. And I was, like, a middle seat, like, middle row. And, and I was, like, oh, my goodness. Stuck between, like, two tackles or something. And then at app, it was me and Vit had our own row. And it was, like, second row. And I was, like, man, I miss being being a starter. So it was just little stuff like that. And, like, around the building, how people treated you and, like, um, talked to you. It, just little stuff like that changes I, I imagine. Do they treat the student athletes better in app than they do at Texas State? <laughs> From a fan base uh, yeah. point of view, their fan base is definitely more like, um, like recognized players in public and stuff. And uh, even then, like, I didn't get much of either, so it was cool. I feel like they're just all like tapped in because everybody I know from Appalachian yeah. State is just like dialed into weird. like whatever they can like name like random tackles from Texas State. I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. He's on the team I cover. So oh, yeah. they're on it for sure. We got nothing better to do. We got like the river. We got girls to talk to. We got chimneys to go to. And, and well, now all I all, all I think about at App State is Luke Combs now. That's just like, you know, yeah. like, so did you ever run into Luke Combs over there? No, I didn't. He came the year before, uh, ah. the first game of the year, and then they, he ended up having a concert later that night that everyone talks about. They say it was pretty fun, but I was, yeah, not lucky enough to see Luke Combs. Yeah, well, I guess he's I been on tour for a while too. So yeah, I don't know. I saw him from a distance at the game day, I believe. That's kind of sick. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. I'm gonna say yeah, I did. Another black guy with a cool. beard. <laughs> they all do kind of look like Luke Combs. <laughs> I would say the crazy thing is Texas State has George Strait and then uh App State has Luke Combs. Memphis probably has someone. It's probably more of a rapper. So we go back and forth with this all the time. Bigger like deal, George Strait or LBJ? Uh <sighs> see? I mean, if we're going to go back to, like, pop culture mm-hmm. and uh, what our class really was talking about, I would say it was probably George Strait. And if you Brady ask any old it. parent, old parent, if you not. This is my, not my uh, take, liberal indoctrination everybody's talking about. <laughs> my take is this, is that I think that George Strait could solve the war in Vietnam just as well as LBJ. I know LBJ is not selling out a Vegas tour. Like I just no. I know he's not doing a Vegas residency. So I'm taking I'm taking George Strait. Jacob is taking LBJ. 
I did not take LBJ. You just pitted me on that side because I was the other person in this conversation. Um, I'll I don't take know. George I think the king of country music can solve a lot of things just with a guitar. You know, yeah, know, he didn't write most of those songs either. So as long as he's got policy writers, too, I think he could do it. You don't know who uh, Diamond Jim is? Jim Duncan? Kind of a Texas State legend. I think he played quarterback there in the 70s. But he's oh, you, had a, right. you had a tweet about him at the... Like about the spring game, everybody was lined up with the AD and stuff like that, right? Uh huh. Yeah, that's that dude's awesome. We would always talk, just talk shop, whether it was on the sideline or during practice. But he is, he's got some pretty uh pretty cool stories about George Stray. Apparently, they went to college together, and he was telling me the legend of him helping him make his uh, album cover of some album. But that just reminded me of Diamond Jim. So, did you get to a chance to talk to some of the Tech State alums? Like when you were like quarterback, clearly you probably talked talk to Diamond Jim, but like anybody else you've made relationships with? Um, I I would say Diamond Jim probably. I still text him every now and then. We we text back and forth. Um, and then there was David Williams. Uh, he played quarterback. I don't know necessarily what. I think it was the nineties. Um, but yeah, I would say those are the two two ones that come off the top of my head. I don't really know anyone else. How locked in are you on this year's team? Are you now like a fan of Texas State? Are you going to get ESPN Plus and watch and stuff? Yeah, hopefully I can make it out to a couple games. I know me and my uh, me and my friends and the alumni football players are trying to pick a date. Um, I think it's the twenty eighth. Who plays that? Ooh. I think it's Troy. And we're going to try and come Troy out. Yeah, we have high, high expectations. You have high oh, expectations yeah. for this team, man. I. We are what? What did we say, Jacob? We're famously a six and six podcast. That we uh, will... October twenty eighth, Troy, and September twenty third. I don't know why I said that date, but whatever. Yeah, Troy is twenty eighth. It's <laughs> just rattling yeah. off dates. So I think uh, a lot of us guys are going out um, to San Marcos that weekend. We still all got. That's also homecoming, friend. Brady. Yeah, that is homecoming. We got one friend left on the team, and that's the punter, Seamus. Jameis, my best friend. So, yeah, he's the last guy we have from the original, the original crew. So we're supporting him this year. Could be Sunbelt punter of the year. What do you think? I mean, I'd give it to him right now. Right now, preseason ballot. All right, cool. Well, I love you, it, dude. I think the one of the main reasons Zimmel wanted to have you on this week is because next week's media day. That's like, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like you're kind of like a Hall of Fame, like ballot media, like non-media member Stop. participant, like, you know. Oh, man. Are you talking about that tweet I sent out probably last week? Maybe, yeah. Announced... Did, you think, did you talk about media day? Oh, you wanted to go because they yeah. said national. I wanted to go so bad. Man. Oh, man. That was one of like my bucket list things was like become a become a starting quarterback at a D1. And then once I realized what media day was, like, oh, I want to go to that for sure. Like, you get all the nice dinners. You get flown out. Uh, you get to miss a couple of days of summer workouts. Uh, they get you a new suit and all that. So not even a talk because, one, I don't I don't like doing media. I feel like I was always way too nervous thinking about what everyone was going to think. But this is my first, I would say, interview where I'm just kind of ripping it off and not – not worrying about if a coach is listening or someone's <laughs> going to take something the wrong way. So it's been it's been a lot more fun that way. I wish I'd have done it earlier. 
Well, we're glad. We're glad you could do you do it now. I famously was at media day when it was Aaron Brewer and uh, Brian London, and everybody wow. was coming up to me and telling me that Aaron Brewer was going to be in the NFL. I was like, no, I think Brian's going to be in the NFL. And then we saw where that went. Brian, yeah. love the guy, but you know, Aaron Brewer, dude, still still hanging around the league. Now that you're talking, yeah, about I was listening to uh, the Busting with the Boys podcast this morning, and they're they're showing Aaron Brewer some love, and that was that was crazy to hear. And then. Another Texas State guy was a guy named Stretch. I didn't know, but they're mentioning two Bobcats in that. So I thought that was pretty cool. You know, Texas State does not get the love that it, like, well, let me rephrase that. Texas State does not get mentioned on podcasts. They probably should not get the love. I feel like that's a lie because how many podcasts are there that just covered Texas State? There's like three like, consistently covered at this point. Well, we're not, the, we're not the national brand yet, Jacob. Oh, yeah. the you know na- I mean? On the national scale, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, had that one, we had that one Scott Van Pelt moment, you know, he was like, what's the hashtag? Eat him up. I was listening hard to that, busting with the boys, just trying to listen for a little uh, shout-out Texas State, shout-out Bobcats, but I didn't hear nothing, sadly. It's like 10 slipped-on quarterbacks of all time. Number one, Brady McBride, Texas State. Like, whoa, what? Whoa, what? <laughs> I wasn't expecting none of that. I was just hoping. Dude, you were sleepy good. Sleepy good. I was like. Yeah, I was I very impressed like really every time you would come in because you were you had to be the savior sometimes, and you would get put in in moments where it's like or if you didn't get the start, you were coming in back against the wall, like you were saying, kind of at App State, like a moment where you do not want to go into the game. Very yeah. inopportune moments. Yeah, I would say um, I don't even know. I would at least want to be known as entertaining, whether it was good or bad. My favorite quarterbacks growing up were entertaining, and they did it their own way. And so that's kind of what I wanted to do. Uh, whether that worked or not is not up for me to decide, but I had fun doing it. So, Did Tyler ever tell you about his first plays as a Bobcat? No. What was it? So flashback to, what, 2017, and Texas State goes to Rutgers. Okay. And this is back before we had the redshirt rule where, like, essentially they can redshirt you essentially whenever they want at this point. But it mm-hmm. used to be you only got four games, four appearances, and your red shirt was burned. Mm-hmm. And we were losing to Rutgers very badly. It was a bad one-sided game. And for whatever reason, the powers that be were like, you know who we should throw out there? Our freshman quarterback, Tyler Vitt. Let's see what we got. And he got fucking annihilated. Like, no. The Scarlet Knights, like, you know, Rutgers and the Big Ten level, not a very good program. Rutgers at the group of five level would be like Alabama. Like they are no they, way. They, yeah, I don't dude, know they, about Alabama. They That's a hot take. Our ass. And it was, in, it was tough. And I will never forget. I was watching the game. I think it was on, it might've been on ESPN like three, but Tyler gets the ball and he did not hold that ball for more than a second before there was like a defensive lineman in his lap. And I was like, Ooh, this poor guy. And I was so upset. Cause it was like, why are we waiting? It was like the left fourth quarter. Why are we wasting his red shirt? Why are we just burning this guy's red shirt? It was awful. I was very upset. Was that his fourth game? That was, was his first, first game. That was his uh, first game, but you knew, like, why are we doing this? Like, we, yeah. we're we not going to win. So why are, we, why are we doing this now? I'm sure he was stoked to go in, though. Then there was the famous draw play against UTSA. Jacob, do you remember that I've one? I've heard about that one. I that's why I got thrown out of the press conference in that same or the press like uh, box in that whole game. My first oh. game there, Brady goes in, comes out. He's so he's right there. He almost got out in time. He took a sack. 
And yeah, that basically was a nail in the coffin in that game. I mean, it wasn't like the reason we lost, but it didn't help for sure. Yeah. I just felt so bad for him, too. Because the San Antonio kid, you know, you want to win. That was at the Alamo Dome, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He did pretty well that game. I know he that. did, yeah. He he played well. He threw a touchdown like his first possession, I want to say, in that first series. That he, nice. I was like, look at us. We're cooking. But that, hey, that gets lost to history because we ran a quarterback draw on the two-yard line. Who does that? Who does that? Oh, that's a tough one. 13-year-olds playing Madden, no better. I have some inside baseball, Andy, because we've been talking about a couple weeks. You know, this is summer content, Brady, so we're kind of delving into our basket of goodies that we have. I covered that whole first year, second year with uh, – or at the end of Withers' year, I think it was like year two Withers, Mm -hmm. and then Jake's first year as a head coach. covered those two years. And I have that whole press conference where uh, Ever Withers is talking about Vit and that whole game. And he said that Vit did everything right except go down. And I was like, well, no shit. <laughs> yeah, no duh. I, I thought he played well. I thought he did some good things. Uh, again, he's a young quarterback trying to learn uh, how to play college football. And uh, every new experience that he has, hopefully he learns from it. And I think he is. And, and uh, you know, the thing I like about him is I don't think the situations are too big for him, which I really like that about him. And I, we kind of knew that in recruiting that it wouldn't be too big for him. You know, he just needs experience to keep playing and, and all those things. He keeps doing that. He's going to be a fine quarterback in our league. It's, uh, it's insane. Tough. I mean, it was a very athletic play. If he had pulled it off, it would have been crazy. Everybody would have been talking about, like, look at the football IQ on this kid. I mean, yeah, it was great. I, even, I, I don't even think I've seen it. I've just heard so much about the fourth or not fourth, but on the two-yard line of draw, and it didn't work well, out well is what I hear. I can tell you. You so okay, we've mentioned it a couple of times. Texas State fans, the alum or the uh, student body, probably not the most locked in of student bodies. No. I came into class; it was a calculus class. I came into class; people knew that I was a sports guy, and there was people who come came out to me. I was like, "What the fuck happened? What was that?" And I was like, "I don't know." I but we had to play on Twitter, and we played it back like four or five different times, and I was like, "Maybe the offensive line didn't get the right." call maybe it was like supposed to be a power run and they decided to you know maybe there's a miscommunication no miscommunication just bad play calls that's a big timeout moment (laughs) yeah i would say so well i don't i I don't mean to reopen some of these old wounds you've talked a little bit about the future like looking forward to september 28th what have you been able to see from you know dj kenny and his staff and like has it reignited some stuff and you some of you and your friends and you know like what have you been seeing so far basically yeah, so initially you're going to see the the dip in the high school. He's got more of a, an investment in Texas high school football players, and I think that was a big thing for him coming in. Uh was kind of getting those roots back, and I think that's one of the main – or a, a big component of why he's, he was hired is his, um, how he's viewed in the Texas high school football world. So I think that's good to get, get back going right. But then again, you see him adding – pieces to the por- from the portal, like the couple quarterbacks. Um, he's got CJ Rogers. He's got Malik Hornsby. He's got uh, the new one, TJ Finley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's got a lot of talent there. He can only play one, so I'm excited to see who he, who he ends up going with. So uh, I think he's doing a lot of the things right. Not that my opinion matters much to him, but I'm excited to watch him this fall and see where it goes. Do you have Brady, a, a record? You better prediction? than anybody. You can play more than one quarterback. I mean, yeah. Ideally, you can only really play one. But 
usually if another one has to go in, it's bad news, whether it's an injury or you're not playing up to par. So I'm going to stick with one guy to start with. Me too, Brady. Me too. <laughs> Jacob, what were you going to say? I, I was just going to ask Brady, like, do you have a, like a record prediction for this year? How do you think they're going to do? Uh, I think um, me and Zimmel are very like six and six, you know, like I think we're trending in the right direction. Six would be pretty sweet. Um, I don't necessarily know the opponents of uh, who we're playing. But... You, want go, you want me to read through the schedule? Okay. We can go. Ooh, yes. Let's, let's get a game by game prediction for Brady. Here it is. I got you. <clears throat> okay. We're opening up at Baylor. Uh, I don't think that will be a win. That's tough. That's yeah. Tough. Week two, we're at UTSA. I'll give us up. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to give us one of them. Yeah, That's well, it's their first year. UTSA. Their first year in the American, so I feel like they're not really. You know, their first game it might be UTSA, overlooking. Yeah, their first game too is against Houston, and that's Houston's first Big Twelve game. You know, as mm-hmm. Big Twelve members, they got to make a statement. Yeah, I'll give us a W versus uh, UTSA. All right, knock him out of the top twenty-five. Love to see it. Bet. And then we open. We have our home opener against Jackson State. Primeless. I would say W there. Yeah, no prime. I would say W. And then uh, Nevada comes to Bobcat Stadium next week. W. Then we got right. Southern Miss week after that. They're pretty good. Uh, realistically, I'm gonna have to throw an L in there somewhere pretty soon. So, who do, who's after that? After that is uh, ULL Louisiana Raging Cajuns. I'll go a loss to Southern Miss and a W a ULL. All right, that's at home too at ULL. So we would beat them. I don't, even, whatever I don't Cajun think that matters. Whatever that is. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of like the way games better. Sweet. <laughs> uh, then we got ULM at Bobcat Stadium. W. Then the game you'll be at, Troy. Sheesh. It's been a lot of W so far. I'm going to have to like, throw it. four and three right now. I'm going to give it a W because uh, it'll make for a great weekend with the boys. Well, they'll bring you in in the locker room, give a great halftime speech, yeah. you know? No, I'm not will even, let's will they even recognize you at the game? Will the, will no. the scoreboard operator even say no. like I think that's the former quarterback? No, no one will, and that's the beauty of it. Why would the scoreboard operator have a mic? <laughs> no, let's talk about the scoreboard operator first. App State, yeah. Did, did y'all see that? No, tell like, us. Right what, when we were started losing pretty good, they just zoom in on me, and I'm just like, uh. They knew what they were doing. I remember that. That's an ESPN Plus production. <laughs> they said, get that guy. He's crying. Uh, Brady. <laughs> Did you yeah, keep 25 when you were over there? Okay. The, the week after Troy, which is the, you know, when we take a huge win against Troy, yep. we'll get uh, Georgia Southern. Uh, Loss. And then Coastal. Loss. And then Arkansas State. W. And then last home game of the season against South Alabama. L. What did, what did that end up being? Zim? You, you had like seven wins. <laughs> I had seven? 
Seven I think he had like seven, seven wins. Yeah. I wish I had kept track of that, but I was too focused on reading. You said win against you said win against UTSA, win against Jackson State. That's mm-hmm. two wins. Win against the- Nevada, that's three wins. Win against Louisiana, that's four wins. ULM five wins. Troy six wins. Coastal was a loss. Arkansas State was a win. That's seven wins. So you have seven and five, which would be against bowl eligible for the first time since like twenty fourteen. That would be awesome. I'll take it. I'll take it. I think six and six is a very solid. So you went one above. That's fine. We'll take we'll take that. Um I saw earlier this week, three and a half is what Vegas has is at right now. Um wow. so if you are a fan of Brady or this podcast, hammer the over. I'm gonna go do that. I th- yeah, I mean that's so low. That's so disrespectful. Go make yeah. some money in Vegas. Yeah. The win the people who gamble always win. So I mean, I guess Well it. the thing about sports gambling is is it really a gamble? That's what I always tell uh, you know, my my girlfriend's father. So uh I would say it is a gamble. I don't know. I feel like the like the NBA finals, I made two hundred bucks on that because I was like, This is easy dubs. Congratulations, Denver, to your first championship. You're about to go on a real cold streak now that you put that in there. I will say that I made a lot of money off Texas State uh, because the bookies never knew how good we were slash how awful the other opponent was. So we they'd set these like over-unders for points at unreasonable numbers. And I was like, yeah, we're not. Both sides have to score 35. Yeah, that's not happening. We're yeah. good. We're okay. Yeah. That's actually a lot of what the DMs were. It was like, it'd be dudes not getting their bets or something. And then, then really? it's would in the DM request, and I'd be looking what at it. What like, were these guys using to place these bets on Texas State fringe games? Probably not legal ones. <laughs> nope. That's funny. I never owed any money to those uh, Indonesian gangsters, but I <sighs> a couple times, pretty close. The Boston <laughs> College one really hurt. Oh my oh, god! I did hurt. lose about 150 bucks on that game. Wow! What no. was your bet? I think that we were going to win, Brady. Yeah, it was just to win. Outright win. Outright yes. win. We were winning. So what, what was the payout going to be? Or was it like 500? Yeah, 500 or something. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. Man, sorry. About now that. you understand why people are in your DMs. Yeah, but I'm not telling people to do that. <laughs> I get it though. It is. It's not an exact science, you know. Fun. But yeah. I graduated with a, you know, Bachelor of Science in Journalism, so that's kind of a man of science. <laughs> I graduated with a degree in hard knocks. I'm trying to make my money off Texas State football, bro. <laughs> you were making your rent for a while, weren't you? I did. Some I, did. I made I made my money for a while on a like my rent money for a couple a couple months on Texas State football. Yeah, I made I made six hundred dollars last year just on college football, and then like another five hundred on the NFL, just on like little five dollar bets. I'm not betting my house anymore, Brady. You'll be glad to know. That's good. Not on That's Texas great. State games. Not on Texas State games for sure. You can openly bet on like the UTSA Roadrunners now, though. And every time I would place any sort of money on Brady, like you know, Prize Picks has the over under for yards or whatever, <laughs> he would always blow it. I was like, ah, I, was, I hate this guy. No way there was prize picks back then, especially not in Texas. Well, last year. Oh, well, no. last year it'd be easy. My bar would be at zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brady. Do you have any other good stories for us? Uh, Yeah, I had a recent one that was pretty funny. 
So, you know, I'm out here trying to look for like a career job. So I got a job at Lululemon for the time being. And I just did my, like, I finished up my training and I was sitting in the back and this, um, this girl was like, wait, are you, did you play quarterback at Texas state? And in my head, I'm like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Ego got boosted a little. And it turns out like, after I said yes, there was like not another good word said. It was just like, oh my God. It was all jokes. Like we were just joking around with it, but it was just all like, no wonder why we weren't very good and stuff like that. And I thought it was pretty funny. So needless to say, you did not lo- use your employee discount with her. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't a manager or nothing. She I think she actually goes there. Jacob, home field is what you want when you are playing in a big game. You want home field advantage. And home field is also where you want to get your apparel. Now, granted, they don't have my favorite school, Texas State, but they have my dad's favorite school, Minnesota. And that is where I did all my shopping for him when he came to his birthday last week. I got all of his Golden Gopher gear from Home Field Apparel. It has you covered. They got a ton of different teams, and the quality is immaculate. Some of the best shirts. I got a shirt a couple years ago for TCU. It's gone through the washer and the dryer probably a thousand times at this point. No fade, no rip, no tear. It's excellent quality. Home Field Apparel It's where you should go to shop for all of your uh, your favorite college teams. Use code SQUARE, get uh, 15% off if it's your first time ever ordering anything on Home Field, and 10% off if it's not. So, shout out, uh, Home Field. And they just added Oregon, the Oregon Ducks, Home Field team now. Soon to be the Bobcats? I don't know. I'm just we'll saying. chipping away at it. Yeah. You, someone's got to. I, You know what, man? Are we the only podcast that gives you any respect? <laughs> probably so. At this point, probably so. Jesus, dude. How God, how the mighty have fallen. Well, I think the Jesus. I remember freshman I'm out here. Year, I'm out here every week. Freshman year 2016, I remember because you were talking about like the Texas State effect, like not being able to like register basically athletes as like, you know, anything really. Like you can see I remember mm-hmm. seeing Tyler Jones as starting quarterback in 2016. And I was like, oh my God, it's crazy. There's posters of this guy everywhere, like life size posters of Tyler Jones. And nobody would care. He would walk into Harris Dining Hall. You know, nobody would really say, not even really chirps or anything, which I think is worse because at least he you got chirp, Brady. He was good. So I don't think there was much to chirp about him. I mean, he told me he was like an NFL prospect like the year before. He was. He made one of the worst mistakes in the history of Texas State football is he came back for his senior year. Like he had a seventh round grade, or I think it was like maybe a fifth round grade his junior year. And instead he was like, I'm going to come back. I Jacob, we had him, we tried to get him on the podcast before, and I hope yeah. he's doing well now. I was like in that in between period between Withers and Spavadol, and uh, I was like, "Can you come on the podcast and talk?" And he straight up was like, "Nope, not doing that." I was like, "All right." Well, now we're a little bit more official with our our setup. You know, we got uh, no, it, it Campbell's wasn't, no, was, flag writing with the it. setup. Hey, it wasn't the setup. It was Texas State. He was like, "I'm good." So maybe that was like six years ago now, or five years ago now. So maybe like. Like, you know, distance makes the heart grow fonder. You know, that is good. So you said Lululemon. Are you back in San Marcos? No. Uh, I'm in the, like, Dallas area with my parents. Oh, okay. And you got yeah. Texas State fans that recognize you up there. That's kind of cool, though. I wouldn't say they're fans. I think it was just a coincidence. And then <laughs> I would not claim them as fans. 
I think you see anybody at that level, like you got to have respect for it. You know, like it's like, I mean, he's the one doing it out there, you know, like for better or for worse. That's our guy, you know. Jacob, respect to football. This that's is true. A, you you worked at the publication that said we should tar over the football field for more parking lots. I did not say it. It was an opinion column that ran in the paper. And not yeah. while I was editor in chief, too. I'll, I'll say that. Can you believe that? Brady? That's a beautiful said, stadium. What'd you say? I said the stadium beautiful. That'd have been a shame. Where does like, it where does it uh, compare to the other ones that you played in? Uh, I mean, like structure wise, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> what do you? Oh my god! <laughs> do you get that off like a spring game auction or something? Hell yeah, no. brother! Like the garage sale thing. Yeah, That's you got pretty- I rescued uh, Lane Hatcher's jersey off of eBay. Nice. <laughs> Those are pretty sweet. Nobody can say that you didn't you didn't have fans on the podcast, bud. No, nah, I appreciate you for having my back, Andrew. That's big. Tell tell that Lululemon girl that, you know, it, it wasn't just you. There's plenty of blame to go around. I'm sure that's the last thing she even wants to hear in her ear. Yeah. Well, now that you've done a podcast with us, you can just direct her to us. You know, he just sent us a link. Yeah. Like, hey, listen to this. Is you'll get the whole scoop. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. You're such a, a great culture fit at San Marcos, Brady, too, because I think you're so chill, you know? And now, like, you, I feel like you've, like, reached Nirvana, it feels like. Uh, I don't know. I haven't always been, like, a chill mindset, I feel like. I feel like growing up, I was pretty spastic. And if I get to know the right people, I'm, I'm not as chill. Like, I'm more, like, spastic. And just the more you know me, the more of my personality I feel like I show. And that's why I don't. Feel like I did didn't do as well in like media stuff and they never let you talk. They never uh, let you talk to the media. That was the other thing. Like I don't think maybe Vic got to talk a little bit when we were there, Jacob, but for the most part, quarterbacks didn't talk. I was trying to remember that was kind of weird. And then even when you did, you're getting these questions angled in a way that like you're either defending yourself or defending people around you. It's just like, dude, I know your opinion already. You're just trying to get some some words out of me to put on something. So, did you get to talk to like Kev or any of us? Like, because I don't remember. Like I said, I'm pretty sure the only time that we talked was like in between lectures, being like, "Hey, man. yeah, class was." Um, I don't even. I don't think so. Besides, like the media day with like, like on picture day. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. Maybe like a spring game. I talked to Kev a couple times, but. It wasn't like a one-on-one with Kev. It was more like a... It was a media scrum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of press conferences in general either. They gave me anxiety, and I'm on the other side of it. So I can only imagine, like, all these other guys, like, firing off questions. Like, all trying to get different versions of the story that they're trying to, you know? Like, whether it's, like, a spring game preview or, like, a game day preview. It's, like, you know? And then, like, you get, like, kind of fringe questions that are, like, what was that? Yeah. It's different. Like, if you, you played well and you... And you did really well. You're excited to go. Like, yeah, let's talk about it. But when you don't perform to the level you want to and you got to go talk about it, it just sucks. Well, Brady, I hate to admit this, but I was one of those people who was angling for certain answers. Uh, oh, not to I mean, you. Job. But, well, you know, I, I, Jacob, this is a story that you've heard a billion times. Um, I was very mean to Nigel Pearson, who's a – was a <laughs> – I think you guys star. were mean to each other. He was a star player. basketball player. Yeah. yeah. And uh, 
I made the mistake of wearing one of those shirts that they give out at the games to the press conference. And I asked him a question and he said, you're wearing our shirt dog. And I was like, (laughs) and then they edited music under it, Brady, and posted that on Twitter the next day. (laughs) That's pretty funny. I mean, he taught me a valuable lesson. Do not wear the shirts they hand off. But then he went over 22 in the Sunbelt tournament. And who got the last laugh? Zemo was cheering. Uh, probably game. him. So, didn't he end up transferring somewhere pretty good? He uh, he ended up uh, going pro in Europe. Pro, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, like I could go pro in Europe too. You know, whatever. Well, they were also a, they were also a team that got cheated right at the beginning of COVID too. Like they were super hot. They had a great game. It was like the last game I think that they played was that huge whiteout game at Strand. Mm-hmm. They were trending upward as a program, and then COVID happened, and then they didn't do anything. So that's why Zimbo always says that we're the 2022 Sunbelt Conference champions. 2020 Sunbelt Conference champions, yeah. Yeah, 2020. And then it turned out Danny Casper was a racist, and that was crazy. Um, yeah, and then it was a free fall from there. Now we're on our way, our way back up. Yeah. Were Tough they pretty time. good this year? They went to the semifinals of the Sunbelt Conference tournament this year, but like they had like kind of a horrible season leading up to it. I think they entered the tournament as a six seed and then they just like fought back through like credit to Mason Harrell and that senior class, you know? So it's pretty crazy. Yeah, but they have like expectations and stuff, right? They're good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they get rings every other year or something. Yeah. Regular season rings, Jacob. Regular season rings. Ah, It's still a ring. Eh, it's like the second marriage ring. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, congratulations. You're getting married again. But like the first one's the one that we want the Instagram pictures for. You know, I want I want the Sunbelt tournament win that gets us to the NCAA tournament. The regular season wins cool. And the coaches will tell you it's an important thing. But like, I don't know. It would be like winning your I don't even know, like winning your conference, but not winning your bowl game. Almost like, you know, it's like, all right, cool. Great. And especially if you don't have a conference championship. Like, it was just a round robin. Okay, cool. This is a team that survived the longest. Then you go to the bowl game and get your ass kicked. You're like, all right, cool. Doesn't really mean anything now. I guess, yeah. you know, but whatever. Well, well, Brady, what was it like getting recruited to go to another Sunbelt school? Like, what was that like? Was it weird? Was it sticky? Icky? Mm, I mean, no. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really think about it like that. I didn't know what I wanted to do or where. I, I didn't know if I wanted to go FCS and try and just have a more solidified um, role going in or trying to earn it again. or You could have uh, come to North Dakota, dude. That's a little too far. I've gone far <laughs> away from home, but that feels like another country. Caucasia, brother. It's the mountains of Caucasus. Is that where you're at right now? That's where I'm at right now, yeah. Did you go to Minnesota first or am I tripping? Uh, no, I've always been in North Dakota, but it's right. I live on the border. Fargo's on the border of Minnesota and North Dakota. So. Okay. He gets to cover Do some Vikings like- games too. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'll tell you, not a lot of swagger at the quarterback position for that team. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Yep. Swaggerless brother. His, his swagger is no swagger. So I feel like that's still some, uh, at, at least. It's better that he just owns who he is and that, that brings his own level of swag to it. Unless you're talking about the Kirk Cousins with the chains on and doing the, the Kirk dancing. Kirk Cousins, yeah. Kirk that's, Cousins. That's that was probably my favorite thing to watch. The whole documentary that I watched that was him on Instagram Live. He's going like this. That was so geek. 
Well, we spent your, some time uh, doing some like quarterback analysis too. Can we, get, mm-hmm. we have some quarterback insight into you know the quarterback room at Texas State? You mentioned you know a few of the guys that you like seeing CJ and TJ. Yeah, Malik. Uh, I mean, I would, I really would, but I feel like I was a little too close to the situation to make like a true analysis without having bias and um. Yeah, I, I mean, I know some of those guys, and so I don't, I don't really want to get into that, honestly, because I, I know how I would feel, yeah, if it, roles were were reversed. So I try to live by that. It's fair. You think it's an upgrade? <laughs> I would say so. From you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I heard my uh, my buddies were talking about how big TJ Finley is. And how they're shocked how big he is every time they see him. So he must be a mammoth. Nobody ever says that about you, huh? No, I'm quite opposite. Quite opposite. He's listed Not at six seven two fifty five. Yeah, that's. Yeah. You were six feet two hundred, right? Your senior year or your last year? Yeah, probably not even two hundred. I'm probably like one ninety six to one ninety eight. They put their thumb on the scale a little bit. Yeah, I don't. I, I didn't really care. I liked being lighter because I felt faster and more elusive. But I always had to go to the weight gains, and they wanted me to be able to take some more licks and stuff. So, which was nice. You get the free extra meal, which is it's the only one that's not catered by the football team. It's actually catered by like, I think it was like Grins or like Chick Fil A or. Shout out to Grins though. Shout out Grins. That was, that was one of my favorite ones. It was a big old chicken, chicken sandwich from Grins. Is that your favorite spot to go in the San Marcos? You can pick any bar or restaurant. Where would be where would the place you would go? I feel like our answer would be like a sneaky like veranda move. Is that even still there? I think so. I don't know. I haven't been in veranda, town. Like that's like that the way. rooftop on top mm-hmm. of. Uh, yep. I don't know what it was, but that was our kind place. of always a go to spot. Even like we come home late from a flight, like a midday game. Me and Vint would be talking about, like, hey, you want to go to Veranda or like? Oh, trust on- me, that was that was a spot that I remember having plenty of conversations with people. Can you believe they lost by that much? Then I saw them out. It's like, what do you want them to do? Yeah, Back what out? would you want me to do? Because if we were going by that rule, I'd have went out three times in my 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 time there. Like, what well, could you honestly really good ask? Night, brother. Yeah, there's only only so much, so many nights you can just stay home and play video games with your friends like you gotta go be social and somewhere there's, we a guy did. Gonna, there's gonna be that guy that tweets at us watch film <laughs> yeah there's definitely definitely could have been some of that on but man you come back off a flight and you're sitting down and you theoretically just got whooped and best thing you could do is i guess just go hang out with your buddies kind of and you release. know nobody's gonna come up and take pictures of you so you're set you know what i mean no no one knows doing that ever. Yeah. Exactly, you're just like anonymity, dude. Like you're, you're yeah. set. I'm just normal. Back to, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to have a good good night with my buddies. So that was that was a nice part of it. I think it was like so. Now, now that we, you know, in hindsight, Jacob, there's plenty of times that you saw guys on the square, and mm-hmm. I remember I said hi to Brian London one time, and now I probably made his whole week because like probably wasn't getting recognized anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, it feels pretty good. He probably would have got. Recognized more because he looks the part. He's big. 
but I feel like I look like a normal dude. And if I tell them like I'm an athlete, they're like, oh, what position do you play in baseball? I'm like, I don't play baseball. I would have guessed lacrosse. Lacrosse. I mean, I wish I would have played. It seems fun, but I was definitely more. Never too late. Definitely more baseball than lacrosse. Yeah, I was a, a square rat. I would see Brian all the time. Um, I saw the oh. entire baseball team out one night, and they just took yeah. me under their wing, and we just partied all night. It was fun. But is it, yeah, so we like, hang out with some baseball guys sometimes. There is something in psychological uh, psychology too that says like if you go into something like way too prepared and not you know you don't have like one night to just like kind of chill and hang out, whether it's going mm-hmm. to the square or not, um, you know, it's just like that might not be good either. Like sometimes too much preparation <laughs> is too much preparation, you know. Yeah, I don't know if you consider going to the square like a chill night, but. <laughs> I guess it could be if you just go to one place. So, you know, like tap room, yeah. just get a burger and get out. I wouldn't even call it a square then. I would say just going. Just going to dinner? Get, yeah, <laughs> just going to get some food that's located on the square. Yeah, that's true. So going did, to the square has a lot more meaning behind it, I feel like. Yeah, get your ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did, I've seen the worst fights in my life on the square. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I it was really funny because I was sober and Jacob was not, and we saw a guy getting absolutely drugged through the streets, and it was like fifteen on one. And I turned to Jacob and I'm like, "Hey, should we do something?" And he goes, "Nope." I was like, "What are you gonna yeah. do, Batman? You're gonna save this man? I don't think so, man." Call the authorities. <laughs> yeah, call the police. Help him. <laughs> pretty much. That is a scary thing to see, though. Honestly, mm. we were on the other side of the street. Kind of take it up for a second and be like, man, he's getting. I think, I think sometimes too, it kind of, you know, I, I, I don't want to say like the Bobcats were like the Grateful Dead for me, but I did go on tour with them, you know, just going to different college football to college football town to see them play. So I got to see uh-huh. them at SMU and College Station, went out both nights, uh, both yeah. places and different vibes for sure. Like College Station, I felt like that sobered everybody up. It was like, hey, you don't want to act the way that you do in San Marcos over here. These guys yeah. all have rings on their hand and they will punch you in the face. Oh, yeah, they got those Aggie rings. Did you represent well? I, I did, yeah. Actually, that's the same night uh, Johnny Football was in town and my friend like saw him like kind of sheepishly go into a bar and was like, go get him, get him. And so I ran up and his security guard like boxed me out. But then I ordered a bar at the, uh, like a beer at the bar. And then like I was like 20 feet away from having a beer with Johnny Manziel. Oh, pretty cool that's awesome i'm mad at it or not mad i'm upset i never got to meet him He's yeah, not i mean dead. i didn't meet him either but you know what do you mean well you think because spav and him are associated and i mean you hear about how they're um you hear stories about him and stuff and you're like maybe he'll come up to the facility one day just kind of kick it with the quarterbacks i mean that's kind of you honestly think that johnny mansell is going to check in and be like, let's like talk football. No. Yeah, I would think. Not a fucking Davis, chance. Davis, Davis Webb did. I mean, he would talk about um, their conversation and saying that he's watching and stuff. So I was like, come on, bring him up here. Don't be scared. Well, you had a couple you games where people were calling you Brady football, didn't they? That was me. <laughs> that was you? I yeah. I go on, on Twitter and search Brady football. It's just tweets of you <laughs> talking about <laughs> Brady week to week. Uh, no, it's probably satire. Satire. I, I don't have a parody account. Um, 
Yeah, no, I Johnny Manziel and Sam Marcus would have been a f- problem. That would have been a problem. Well, yeah, I mean, it was a problem in AM. So. Well, I'm saying even more, even more of a problem. Yeah, he definitely frequents the New Braunfels, San Marcos area because he's a Kerrville kid, so it's not that far yeah. away, you know. He probably got like his first offer from Texas State. It was probably one of his like warm up offers. I, uh, you want to bet? I don't think he ever got offered by Texas State. I think Texas State saw what he was doing in high school and was like, "We don't need that." Let's We're get him okay. on the pod, we'll Johnny. Be- thanks for joining us. That'd be crazy if I could add that in. <laughs> that was, yeah. No, that yeah. I wish. I wish he went to play quarterback and like nobody would let him. That's another you know shout out UT for having like a decades plus of. NFL level quarterbacks that they were just like, we're good. We don't need that guy. RG3. Yeah. Andrew Luck famously was like, I want to walk the campus. And they were like, no, fuck off. Jamie like, Swinson, right? Mm-hmm. James Winston. Um, who else? There's another one that the reason they didn't recruit him was because they had Case McCoy. <sighs> who was mm. that? It was somebody else. And they were like, no, we got Case McCoy. We're okay. And I was like, You're forgetting about the biggest one, bo- bo- Boomer Sooner guy. Oh, Baker Mayfield. Remember, he's an Austin sure. yeah. Westlake guy, or he was yeah, West, uh, Lake, Lake Travis. There you go, Lake Travis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Nick Falls was Westlake, and they didn't offer that guy either. So, I don't know. Jeez, they've had it's some crazy Well, so what quarterbacks are you watching? I don't want to talk about Texas State. You know, you got some friends over there, but you know, quarterbacks I'm watching like this upcoming year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that you're excited to see this year. Uh, I'm excited to see my boy Ryan Berger at. at uh, he's uh, going to be – I guess he registered last year, so this is his first year of eligibility, and he's very talented. I think he'll do really good, and I'm excited to watch that just because from a friend's aspect. And then um, I'm excited to see Davis – is it Davis Bren at Georgia Southern? Mm. I think he'll do well. He's always – I met him the same day I met Vit at one of these camps, and we kicked it off real well. We haven't really spoke ever since, honestly. But I remember we had—he's our age, me and Vitt's age. I'm 24, but I'm like, what the hell? This guy needs to get a job. (laughs) The grown man. How are you younger than me, Brady? Jeez. I would say the last one. uh, I'm excited to watch Quinn Ewers too, because I don't know why, but I just like Texas. I think it's just the brand. And the then, only quarterback that Zimmel defends more than you is Quinn Ewers. So, yeah, I think he'll be. Be really, well, really good. He's in a tough spot, and I hope he proves mm-hmm, people wrong. Sure. We don't want to throw stones here, but you have to be insane to put Frank Harris over Quinn Ewers, right? If you were doing all Texas team, yeah, yeah that's that was on a that was on Dave Campbell's uh, magazine this past couple weeks. I gotta assume that that's I, Quinn Ewers must not be from Texas. That's the only the only thing. That's I'm saying, like, I'm trying to give them, like, some sort of, like, uh, excuse here. Like, maybe he wasn't born in Texas or something, because that's the only excuse that I can come up with for him not to be, like, on that on that team. Yeah, I think they're Texas bad about the NIL. Team in the 12. Yeah, he went to Ohio State, and they're kind of mad about that. And he hit his bets this year for me. So, personally, it works out. Go Quinn. <laughs> I would say one more, dude. I'm actually really excited to watch is uh, Tanner Mordecai in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. That's another dude I kind of went around the camp circuits with, and I think he's had a really good career from Oklahoma to SMU, and 
he's got a new offensive coordinator and Phil Longo, and he's always done really well with with quarterbacks like him, kind of like Sam Howell. And I think he's going to do really well at Wisconsin. I'm excited to watch. This is like the the media day you never got, you know. I don't know. Awesome, man! I didn't have to worry about talking to coaches about what Getting I dressed said. up. Yeah, I, I don't mind dressing up. You were talking about suit. the benefits of media day. I was like, dang, how many free suits did Brian London get? <laughs> how many did he go to? Like three? He went to like three. Yeah, I think four. I think he went to four. He didn't go as a freshman. I think it was a red shirt, wasn't he? I don't think so, he went to media day though as a red shirt freshman linebacker. Okay, so let's say three. That's still a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That is a lot. I think that they need to put freshmen on the uh, podium more. Because well, the Sun Belt, too, is like a very, like, ooh, we're going to keep our quarterbacks a little guarded. I think from the West is like two quarterbacks going, and from the from the East, it's like two or three, two. So, um, yeah, that's weird. I feel like if you have a returning quarterback, like, I feel like he should go. <laughs> They should have brought you in, Vit, and just been like, we might make Vit a linebacker. That would have like, been probably the best media day as far as, like, a probably fun standpoint. Me, Vit, and the crew going out. The crew? Yeah. The coaching staff, more like it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We were all really close, like me and Vit, and then Connor Anderson, James Sherman. So James this Sherman's is, been around the program forever, man. This yeah. Is, um, this is the lineup from App State. It's uh, the coach, Sean Clark, Isaiah mm-hmm. Helms, offensive okay. line, and Nick Ross. Nice. Nice. I know they'll bring some energy. Isaiah Helms is a big, tough dude. So that's probably they're start trying to send that message out to the conference. It's probably strategic. Mm-hmm. I was there when Coastal was, like, getting good. Like, they were on that, like – kind of upswing and mm-hmm. the offensive linemen all had brands that like branded their fucking legs with the Chanticleer logo. And the, one of the guys was like, you want to see it? And I was like, isn't it on your thigh? And he goes, we can go. I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> like, That's the kind of activities you want your O-linemen doing. If only though. you had tweeted it back then, you might be covering the Sunbelt on a national level. Yeah. For fucking sexual harassment. And you're like, there's a major, <laughs> there's, there's a major, uh, what do they call that? Not initiation, but uh, hazing, hazing hazing allegations at a coastal. Do you guys ever do that, Brady? You have any hazing, any uh, car washes? Are you talking about like the Northwestern stuff? I haven't really read much about it, but I saw their coach got fired, which was that's crazy. It must have been something, but no, I wouldn't say we had any hazing. It was, it was something, buddy. It was something. It wasn't. What was bad? I I really didn't see. So they had the dudes. They had they had the freshmen. Walk through a group of naked dudes and get and a great journalism school too. Yeah, so great that, that they that's who, like, fucking exposed. Broke it, right? Yeah, that's yeah. the student newspaper broke it. Wow. Do you get like a a write off for that? Like, do you get a check for that? Be like, oh, I feel like you yeah. should. You know, I had some no. big stories out of Texas State. I got no checks, so you know what you get. You get a fuck you. You ruined the football program. <laughs> they're like, way to go, man. <laughs> Well, did they even do well this year? I don't think so. so. No, no, no. They were not good. But it's still like, you know, the pride of things. Like, maybe we could do good. Maybe, like, Ohio State falls into a vat of toxic acid. And Their basketball hey, team was doing pretty well for a while. Yeah, that's the only program that hasn't been exposed recently. It was a baseball team, too, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. What did he do? 
Don't threaten you with a good time. Brady, I'll talk to you later, man. Jacob, thanks. We're good to go. Jacob, did you ever angle a question at Brady? Were you ever one of those journalists that was like, let me go try to get a uh, question out of this athlete? The thing about like press conferences, even like interviews, like I already know like what I'm going to write before I walk in. Like I don't need the athlete to make the story, you know, like I have data or I have a record or I have, you know, stats and things that I'm already writing about anyway. I just need them. And so, like, I, I really try in all my interviews, you know, I use comedy as a defense mechanism for my anxiety and a, a lot of other things in my life. But that's kind of what I try to open up. I just try to keep things light. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're all people. What am I going to do? Get mad at this, like, what was he at the time? 21-year-old kid throwing the football? It might not be I his think, fault. <laughs> I think when uh, when you said to him that uh, we were surprised how young he was, he's only, Brady's only 24, you were like, wait, I'm older than you? I think that that's something that a lot of student athletes kind of go through, especially, like, the new alums. Like, we are, well, I mean, three years out at this point you still kind of feel like you are part of that like young fan base. And you're like, Holy cow, I'm getting mad at a 20 year old. Like that's insane. Um, I definitely the only asked harder questions when I was younger though, because I was like, Oh, I got to come with some heat. This presser, you know, not for, I never did that to any of the players. You know, when it was coach Withers, I was like, coach, the fuck is going on out here? I didn't say that directly, but you know, yeah. basically it all. What's going it all. On hey, uh, you want to explain this crazy call on third and long versus now gj we're like buddy buddy with this guy I oh mean, yeah no i think we've kind of i don't know doing this podcast i think also changes the way you ask questions because you in this like long form sort of media you're like whoa, whoa uh, i don't know become instead of a pocket passer you become like a dual threat quarterback you know a little more you pontificate a little bit more talk yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I think we we but we want to make sure that we don't become propaganda. Um, but anyway, that being said, thank you to Brady for coming on the podcast. It wasn't uh you know the hardest interview to get. However, I I would like to talk to him more. Um, as the season continues, he did mention that he has still friends on the Texas State team. I think the more he's removed from Texas State, the better of uh, content he will give us. So expect to see him more in the next year and a half. Maybe not so much this year. Maybe we wait for, you know, his buddy uh, Seamus to graduate. Then it's completely done. The crew's gone and he can give us unfiltered opinions on Texas State. But at the end of the day, he's still a Bobcat too. You know, you always have a soft spot for your, you know, alma mater. I don't know. You're pretty tough on him. (laughs) Well, I read this difference between, I don't know. Maybe it is the same. I was the quarterback for the University Star. He was a quarterback for the football team. Maybe he does feel that way. There it is. Thanks for watching, everybody. We ain't got no badges. We don't need no badges. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. Better not come any closer. Thanks for listening. New episodes out every Thursday. Follow the boys on Twitter. Eat them up. Eat them up. Eat them up.